Welcome to Drone Law Pro Radio. Visit dronelaw.pro where Part 107 pilots become Part 107 professionals. Here's your host, drone attorney Enrico Schaefer. Welcome to Drone Law Pro Radio, and this is our first edition of From the Ground Up. And From the Ground Up is a special show that we've put together with Drone Life, sponsored by Drone Life, published on Drone Life. And it's a show that is designed to help Part 107 pilots grow their business. And the reason why this show, I think, is going to be really interesting and exciting is because we're going to talk to real Part 107 pilots who are successful in their Part 107 operations. So if you're a Part 107 uh, pilot that's just getting started, or you've been around for a couple of years, or you're a substantial Part 107 service provider and you're looking to grow your business, this Drone Law radio show is going to be for you. So welcome to the first installment of From the Ground Up. Today, for our very first guest, we have Matt Quinn. Matt is the CEO of Great Lakes Drone. They are really one of the top service providers in the country. Uh, They provide a wide array of activities that include kind of brick and mortar Part 107 services and some really interesting stuff like drone light shows. They're one of uh, just uh, one or two other companies out there there, including Intel, uh, who does drone light shows, and they're doing lots of shows for lots of big customers, uh, over 100 drones in the air, designing some really cool stuff. And so we'll talk a little bit about the drone light show aspect of his business, and then we'll talk a little bit about the services portion, inspection services, what areas are hot in terms of uh, the niches that, that drone pilots can be providing services in. You should understand that uh, Great Lakes Drone has been around for a long time. This is their third year of operations. They're doing 400 to 500 operations a year. Their clients include Toyota, T-World, Michigan State Fair, Aspen Chamber of Commerce, and many, many more. Matt Quinn, welcome to the show. Good morning, Enrico. How are you? Good, good. Now, Matt, I want to talk a little bit about some things that I think are going to be really relevant to other drone pilots. And I really appreciate you being on the show because essentially what I'm asking you to do is share your best tips and experience to help other Part 107 operations get off the ground. And in my view is be, is that we are at a point where a rising thermal lifts all drones. And so everyone helping everyone out is important for market growth. So the first question I want to ask you about is kind of your own background. What pre-Part 107 experience can make a difference in a successful Part 107 operation what kinds of things should people be thinking about in terms of what they bring to the table besides going and getting their part 107 certificate so talk a little bit about your prior experience and how it has helped you grow your business well i think there's two key factors that really help uh, 107 pilots actually like stand out so having some type of aeronautical background um, whether minimal or or you know, quite expensive comes in very, very handy because there's a lot of laws and regulations and everything and stuff that uh, we have to work through and work around and everything and stuff to accomplish the actual end products or the actual missions that uh, that uh, our clients are coming to us with. And you really have to be an out-of-a-box thinker in regards to all that. So, like, for me, I mean, I, you know, I had uh, 
several years with Civil Air Patrol when I was younger and had a lot of aeronautical background and actually, you know, worked as a flight paramedic for uh, several years. Um, so I had a lot of aeronautical background experience in regards to regulations, parts 135 operations, um, crew resource management, all of those key things that are very regulation specific um, and understanding the aeronautical field itself. And then having, you know, some type of, you know, uh, at least you know, a minimal hobby level aspect of, you know, photography and videography and everything and stuff, you know, we're really starting to emerge in this market and everything. Um, but the, the drone industry itself is so diverse um, between, you know, I mean, your main markets, you're looking at, you know, cinematography, um, you're looking at, um, you know, the entertainment um, industry, you're looking at the, the inspection industry, you're looking at the ag industry, you're looking at the survey mapping industry. I mean, there's so many different dynamics um, all the way up to, you know, what we assume will be the future of, you know, actual like delivery aspects of uh, drone integration in the national airspace. So, you know, there's there's a lot of backgrounds that 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 come together to develop the drone industry that it will become at some point in time here in the near future. But the key is having some type of aeronautical background and or divulging some time and putting some time into understanding the aeronautical background, the regulations, the flight dynamics, all of those aspects, because the safer your operation is, the more things that you put into your operation from a safety standpoint is what's going to help you stand out. You know, and the one thing people have to understand is that no matter what you do, in the drone industry, just like everything that they do in the aeromedical industry and they do in the general aviation and the commercial aviation and everything and stuff, accidents are going to happen. But it's how you handle those situations and how you build around those situations and stuff and do everything that you can to avoid them and everything and stuff and understanding that aeronautical knowledge and being able to say, look, you did everything that you could to get to this point and everything and stuff that some things are still going to happen. So it's all of that baseline knowledge and everything and stuff that's going to make you stand out and make you stand apart um, as the industry moves forward. I mean, what was it? Last I knew, there was over 80-something thousand Part 107 um, certified pilots in the U.S. now. So, you know, everybody's out there trying to grab whatever job they can and everything and stuff and try and develop a business and everything and stuff. And most 107 pilots start with, you know, your typical real estate stuff and everything because that's, you know, the easiest um, gateway into some of these aspects of uh, drone operations, but you're you're not going to make money there. So you know it's 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 taking some of this business knowledge and aeronautical knowledge and photography knowledge and you know if you're getting into the entertainment industry and stuff, um, you know it's all of those things together that's going to help you build your drone business. And one of the key things that 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 I see that is a huge barrier. Um, for the drone industry beyond regulations and everything and stuff is that, you know, everybody's fighting for those jobs and underbidding everybody and stuff, trying to, you know, get their name out there, get their company yeah. out there and stuff. And one of those key things that you got to do is develop partnerships, um, partnerships with other drone companies, partnerships with 
other industries and everything and stuff to further that business. So having those social skills to be able to, you know, work with other people and develop, you know, good partnerships and relationships and stuff and moving forward and, um, you know, working through those commitments and everything and stuff is what's going to make your make business. Your business. Yeah. So it's really interesting. So, cause you know, we, we represent a lot of drone pilots and help them build their businesses with contracts and, and, and intellectual property and give them that, that, um, that presentation of being professional. One of the interesting things that I find as I talk to people is there are people who come into the business who just bought a drone and they think that that is the business. And it's really not what, what I hear you saying, Matt, is that you really leverage your prior aeronautical knowledge into a um, market differentiator. So your ability to navigate the regulations, comply with the regulations, get your waivers, work with ATC, express to your customers and potential customers uh, how things need to be done right from an aeronautical standpoint has given you some real good traction in the market. Is that accurate? That is, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, those key relationships and that knowledge and everything is what's going to set you apart. Um, I mean, for example, um, you know, working with EAA and working with the FAA um, to put on the drone light show um, at Oshkosh. Um, you know, was was a huge feat for us, was a huge feat for the FAA, and was a huge feat for the EAA. You know, I mean, we're we're trying to do this, you know, drone light show at a place in which you can't test the show beforehand or anything and stuff because you cannot replicate the magnetic interference, the weather, the wind, um, the amount of planes, people, cell phones, Wi-Fi, everything else that's at that venue because it's so unique until you actually have to be there and do that. Not to mention all the regulatory aspects of the TFR um, approvals, um, safety margins, everything else to integrate drones outside of a cage, multiple drones in the sky, why we have planes taking off just, you know, a thousand feet away from us and staging in the area, planes flying over us and everything, why we're setting up and tearing down, pyrotechnics involved just, you know, a thousand feet away from us on a runway and everything and stuff. I mean, there are so many logistical aspects and everything and stuff. And to be able to pull that off and work through all of that and figure all of that out together, you know, as one big team with the FAA, an amazing feat with the FAA. With the FAA, you let's know, make I mean, let's make this clear right off the gate. This was a completely lawful operation within the regulations, within with coordination, direct coordination with the FAA, in order to comply with all the different things that had to be complied with. Your prior aeronautical knowledge made that, I assume, easier, but also gave you a comfort level that. Yeah, this is possible. You could work with the FAA. Here's how you work with the FAA. The FAA is not the enemy. The FAA can be an asset. These types of issues. Oh, the FAA is a huge asset. I mean, the thing that a lot of people don't realize is everybody thinks that the FAA is actually like out to like, you know, curtail the whole, you know, drone industry and stuff. And from personal experience, you know, I've worked with the FAA quite a few times, um, you know, when we did the, uh, when we did uh, Super Bowl um, in Minneapolis, um, you know, one of our clients, um, you know, we, we ended up filming all of the events around the Super Bowl that was going on as part of the Super Bowl production 
and stuff, you know, for the Minneapolis community and everything. And working with the Minneapolis FISDO office, when we did New York State Fair, we worked with the New York FISDO office. Um, when we were, uh, we, we've been we're working on a project right now in California, working with the San Diego, you know, LA FISDO office, um, working with Vegas FISDO, working with the Michigan FISDO office. There's these guys and these men and women that work for the FAA, they're actually there to really try and help us and to really try and make things work. And a lot of them are actually really, really intrigued about the possibilities and where things are going to go. And they're learning with us. And that's what people don't understand is that, you know, they want to be involved to learn more. Um, I've worked with um, some of the members of NTSB and they're very, very intrigued about everything and stuff. And it's all about data and collecting data to make things safer, to make things um, so that we can all learn together. And um, it's for us, it's been a great experience working with them. We've never really had any any issues working with any of the, the federal branches that, you know, govern, you know, Department of Transportation and everything and stuff, you know, working with the Minnesota Department of Transportation on some of the projects because Minnesota and North Carolina are one of the few outliers that actually have internal state drone regulations and licensing and everything. And we've worked with both of them in the past. So it's, it's been quite an experience, but we've always had positive experiences with all of them. We haven't had any negative experiences. And we personally reach out to all of them ahead of projects and coordinate with them and stuff. And it makes things so much easier. And having them there and involved on in some of the projects and stuff, it's quite entertaining. And when we did the EAA Oshkosh show, not only did we have a bunch of um, heads of the FAA from uh, Washington, D.C., a lot of the directors, um, both the director of uh, the physical departments, um, but as well as the air show departments and everything, we actually had the uh, Australian equivalents come visit and hang out with us for the entire day to see what we were doing, how we were doing it and stuff, and the different safety practices that we put into the operations so that they can learn to figure out how to do some of this stuff and integrate some of this stuff in Australia. So, I mean, it's a learning experience for all of us as we grow because there is no book out there that's going to tell you this is the best way to run a drone business. This is the best way to do this. This is the best way to do that because no matter who you are, we're all still working on figuring it out together. And that's one of the keys is figuring it out together. Yeah. So that's really, so let me just, let me just put this in context for everyone, for all the listeners. So Matt Quinn, Great Lakes Drone has this prior aviation experience and he leverages that prior experience in lots of ways. But one of the ways in which you do this, Matt, is you is your outlook. Where I talk to a lot of people with maybe prior engineering experience or prior public safety experience or, or what have you, and they're coming into drones and they're gonna leverage their prior experience, but it's not aviation. They tend to see the FAA and the regulations as this big, bad, evil thing that is just messing them up and making it harder. You actually having that that prior experience embrace the regulations, embrace the the FAA, and you're doing it in one of the most challenging spaces of all, which are drone light shows, which means you're at night, which means you could be controlled airspace, which means you're multiple drone uh, from a single controller waiver. You've got all these waivers and uh, authorizations you need to line up for these shows. Most Part 107 pilots don't even have to think about 
most of that stuff. And yet you very effortlessly navigate it all because of your outlook, because you embrace it, because you work with the FAA, you build those relationships with the FAA to your advantage and kudos to you. I, I want to encourage all the drone pilots out there to think about this one question. What expertise do you bring to the table that you can leverage that gives you advantage against the competitors? And the next question I want them to think about is what I'm going to ask you, Matt, which is, okay, I'm a drone pilot and I've got prior experience in energy or infrastructure. And so I want to drone, launch a drone operations, but I have no prior aviation experience, right? So how do I build on my expertise in energy or infrastructure in a way that allows me to get up the mountain of, of, of the regulatory framework and working with the FAA and navigating that system so that I can be like Matt Quinn at Great Lakes Drones running these amazing drone light shows or doing infrastructure inspections that require waivers and authorizations. How do I get the aviation side? Do I need to partner with someone? Do I need to just study? How do I add that critical piece to my business model? So it really comes down to whether or not, so like if you're coming from the energy industry or you're coming from, you know, the surveyor industry or whatever and stuff, um, the first question that you have to ask is, do you want to open up your own aviation division? Because a lot of companies don't realize that, you know, if, if you get into drone operations, basically you're opening up from like a regulatory standpoint and a paperwork standpoint, you know, Southwest Airlines or Frontier Airlines, or you're, you're opening up like an airline operation from a paperwork and a regulatory standpoint. Um, so first you have to ask, do you want to do that or do you want to subcontract it out in which that's what they do? Um, that's the first question that you have to figure out. Um, the second question um, that you have to ask yourself is how can you leverage that information, that partnership, that knowledge that you have in relation to the aviational aspects and the regulations and so forth. So if you're going to do it yourself, you have to take the time to learn. You know, the 2018 FAA reauthorization, you know, bill just got signed and everything, which, you know, everybody's, you know, and that analyzing it, looking it over. I've seen several videos out there of how people think it's going to affect things and what they think the FAA is going to do and everything and stuff. All it is is a framework for the FAA. Okay. It's setting guidelines and so forth for the FAA to develop these regulations, to develop these changes, to develop all of this stuff. So trying to, you know, say, okay, this is what it's going to be right now is, you know, we have to we just have to slow down a little bit and wait and see what the FAA is going to do and how they're going to handle um, some of these requirements that uh, the House and the Senate and um, the uh, the current administration has set forth that look, you know, over the next five years, these are the things that need to happen. Um, so we got to slow that down a little bit. You know, everybody's, you know, yeah, all hysteria. jumping out on everything and stuff, you know. But we have to take the time and we have to invest the time to sit there and look through it so that we can anticipate some of these changes. You know, one of the biggest changes that's probably going to be a challenge for a lot of people, um, including us, you know, when we're looking at it and stuff, is the airworthiness certification aspects. You know, how is the FAA and the NTSB and everybody else going to view this new requirement of, you know, creating an airworthiness standard of these unmanned systems? You know, that's going to be a key factor 
for the future. Um, and it's also going to be a key factor for getting those waivers of blind over people and beyond visual in a sight. Yeah. You know, I highly anticipate some of those aspects. So, you know, taking the time and actually reading through this stuff, doing the research, um, doing the research yourself. Um, you know, I see so many drone pilots and I meet so many drone pilots where they say, oh, they watch this video or, you know, they they, you know, watch this company's video and opinions or this lawyer's opinions of everything and stuff. You know, all of those are great and everything, but I go through and validate everything myself. I go through and look at everything myself. Yeah. And, um, and I reach out to the FISDOs. Um, I reach out to the industry leaders. You know, I'm friends with a lot of the other industry well, leaders. Well, let's just stop on the UAS market. That's, let's yeah. stop right there because that's the next question I was going to ask is we all know that um, helping each other is a really important piece of the puzzle in terms of market growth and getting this emerging technology to be adopted by customers and then having customers understand that it's not just buying a drone, having drone pilots understand it's not just uh, um, buying a drone. Who are the industry leaders that you rely on, that you coordinate with that some people might say, oh, those are your competitors but that you see as key resources and sharing information back and forth and help in order to help your own business grow and help the industry grow. Yeah, exactly. Because when, when we look at like other key industry leaders, um, you know, whether or not they're, they're in the sales aspect and development aspect, I mean, um, you know, I'll, I'll drop some names. Um, so you got, uh, you got, uh, Ryan up in Lansing, um, Michigan, he's local, him and I are great friends and everything and stuff. And like, he is like a regulation guru of, you know, because I mean, to him, that's his hobby is understanding regulations and understanding how these regulations and um, affect everything and stuff. Um, and, you know, he's a drone pilot, he owns uh, Capital Drones. Um, so he's not a huge, um, market player out there, but he's a huge resource from like a regulatory standpoint. Then you look at uh, Doug from uh, Sundance Media Group yeah. in Vegas. They do a lot of public safety stuff and they do um, a lot of other cinematography stuff. And, um, you know, his knowledge behind um, cinematography and his knowledge behind the regulations and the public safety integration and stuff is a great resource, great friend as well. Um, you look at the John McBride from Rocky Mountain. Um, John is a great guy and his knowledge behind unmanned systems and, um, you know, development aspects and flight characteristics and everything from a technical standpoint. Um, you know, he's one of the industry leaders out there because he's been around and been in the industry prior to the industry actually being an in industry working with these, you know, aerial unmanned systems. So, you know, developing those partnerships and developing those relationships and everything and stuff, um, you know, is the key. I mean, you got, uh, um, Frank and Vicky from Carolina drones, you know, they're, they're sales, um, they're, they're in drone sales and everything and stuff, but their knowledge goes beyond that. Um, you know, same thing with Doug and John and everybody yeah. else. I mean, these, these things develop beyond that. I mean, you, I mean, you and I have talked quite a few times over the years and everything and stuff and, you know, your legal knowledge and everything behind everything and stuff, all of these things coming together to, um, build stuff together. And, but the other thing is, is like, when you look at like, you know, cost and profit margins and everything, 
everything and stuff. If if I have a client that calls me and wants something out in you know, Vegas or California or whatever and stuff, these relationships that I've developed, um, you know, I'm going to reach out to some of the people out there because it doesn't make sense for us to travel out there to do it. Yep. So, you know, you, you, you partner with these other drone operators and these other drone businesses and stuff to accomplish their job with high quality end products for your client with minimal cost and higher profit margins. And that's one of those keys of that partnership and knowing who to talk to and, you know, throw ideas back and forth together, you know, come up with, you have to have that forward thinking mentality of looking at what's going to be the next big thing. What's going to be the next best. What's, what should we set? Because right now, every drone operator out there that's operating flying in the sky, we're developing the standards and the future for the industry. Yeah. And um, if we don't all work together, you know, we're going to either set standards that we're never going to meet or we're going to set standards that are not going to develop the quality end products and end shows and everything else and stuff that we want to accomplish together in the future of an industry. Yeah, that's really interesting. And so, Matt, here's uh, here's my from the ground up takeaways from today's show. One is that, you know, prior experience can be a very important differentiator. And so leveraging your prior experience, whatever it is, um, whether or not it's in a technical field that can use drones, whether or not it's in my experience, you know, law, whether or not it's in your prior experience in aviation or maybe Doug's prior experience in public safety, you know, find, find out how you are going to leverage that prior experience and make it a market differentiator. And then two, to the extent that that's only a small piece of the puzzle from the ground up, you're going to have to build relationships with other people in the industry who bring other expertise to the table and to be willing to share your expertise and receive expertise from others for the good of the industry and the the importance of that in terms of making things grow. Three, from the ground up, if you do not see the FAA as a resource, then you should probably get out of the business. If you're going to complain about the regulations, then you're in the wrong space. You should go do something else because the FAA is not going away. The regulations are not going away. And the FAA does, in fact, want to help you. And number four, these these regulations are, uh, from a business point of view, they're a market barrier. Your ability to go out and do these drone light shows by getting the waivers, by getting the authorizations, by working with directly with the FAA, there are not many part 107 pilots out there who could do that, who could pull it off. And yet you do it in part because of your prior aviation experience. And then the last thing is from the ground up, right? Is that you have to, you have to understand that this is an emerging market, just as you have done at Great Lakes Drones, preparing yourself for future success is a big part of what we are all doing. So Matt Quinn, congratulations to you and to Great Lake Drones on your success today. And if anyone wants to see some of your drone light show um, work and footage, what's the best way for them to access that? Because it really is spectacular. It's very unique in our in our business and it's it's really worth checking out. 
Yeah, so you can go to um, www.greatlakesdronecompany.com. I mean, obviously, we're on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, um, uh, YouTube. I mean, all your social media markets and everything and stuff. You can just click on uh, Drone Light Show on our website, and then we have a media page there where we have a lot of photos and videos and everything and stuff. Um, it's... Uh, you know, it's an ever-growing market. You know, the one cool thing is, is that uh, we're uh, we, we we pretty much took like the month of October off, um, mainly because we've already done over like 50 shows this year, and uh, we're we're rolling out uh, version two of our of our system. Um, we've actually upgraded to uh, RTK on all of our systems and everything else and stuff. So we're gonna be able to do some really cool stuff here in the future. Um, so. Uh, uh, we've uh, we've taken the month to uh, work on testing and work on all of our systems and upgrade all of our systems and everything. And that's the unique thing is that, uh, you know, no matter what you do in the drone industry, the technology is constantly changing and you're always trying to improve and um, be better at what you're doing. And, um, you know, sometimes you got to take a little time off just to, you know, accomplish those things. So um, we have shows starting again in uh, late November and uh, we're already booked quite a few shows between now through August of next year. Um, so if uh, uh, you're listening to this and you're looking for a drone light show, um, you want to book soon because uh, we can only do so many shows in a day. And we already have about, uh, we're right around 86 shows booked between now and August of next year. So we need to, if you want to get on the list, you got to get on the list soon. Great. Matt Quinn, CEO of Great Lakes Drones. Thanks for being on this first edition of From the Ground From the Ground Up, a special podcast by Drone Law Pro, sponsored by Drone Life. We'll be doing this every other week, interviewing the top people in the industry so that you, Part 107 pilot, you, Part 107 business, can get the insights you need to succeed. Until next time, fly safe. You've been listening to Drone Law Pro Radio. Visit us at dronelaw.pro. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on most podcast listening platforms, including your home devices, by searching Drone Law Pro. Don't forget to share this podcast on your social media and with your Part 107 friends. Until next time, fly safe.